Hey everyone, welcome to the In Call Out Call podcast, a podcast that focuses on black men involved in sex work. Hosted by me, Dennis Hardy. Throughout the season, we'll be covering everything from struggles to experiences and everything in between. So I hope you enjoy. Hey, good people. I wanted to come on here and talk about... Oh, you know what? I wish I had like a name for people who listen to this. Like, I wish it was like um, my random thought. I wish it was like, I don't know, the Menace Society... The Menace Society. That sounds corny. The Hard Knocks. That's whack. Everything sounds like something from the 1990s. (laughs) That's my childhood. No, but I wanted to come on here and talk about something deep and or so I thought. But then I said, let me talk about something real. (laughs) Something that everybody always talks about um, or asks me about, which is dating, right? Because how do you date when you do sex work? You don't <laughs> that's a lie that that's a lie um i date all the time i date all the time and it is hard you know recently i was talking to somebody and that was going cool you know i i tend to tell people right up front like what i do for a lot of reasons i get a little bit of pleasure from telling people and watching them go oh okay okay that's what you do that's what i do boo and you know, for me, my life is set up to where it doesn't cost me anything. It doesn't impact my life in any way if people know or anything like that. You know, I do sex work advocacy on some level and working on my master's and there I study sex work. So like for me, it like gives me street cred to say it. So I have the privilege of being able to just say it when and whatever. So when, so when people are like, oh my God, you're so brave and you're so bold, it's like, mm, mm, I guess. Like it just doesn't, it just doesn't do anything for me. Maybe later on in life, but I'm gonna be a hoe forever. No, I'm not. But since I focus on that in school, I feel like it only gives me more credibility to talk about porn and sex work and actually have done porn and you know escorting or you know everything else. So yeah, so when like I meet somebody, it's like you know you go through the steps, like you know what you about. It's Atlanta, so I meet people kind of all the time <laughs> me personally i always gotta say that i feel anytime i'm talking like i don't want anybody to think like this is like the sole narrative of black men in sex work it is not the sole narrative there's many many narratives and i am not the supreme authority on any of it i am sharing my experiences and my outlooks and anybody else who comes on here unless they are like an expert like you know we have there's an episode like HIV criminalization, then, you know, the people on there will be experts in what they're talking about. But me, I'm just going to leave it there. I don't want want anybody coming to me and saying, like, that's problematic. Like, maybe, but everything is problematic. (laughs) Um, I don't say that lately. I just, you know, what am I talking about? I'm all over the place. Oh, so dating. You know, dating while you're doing sex work is really hard because people desire you. People desire you because they see what you do and they think it's sexy. They think it, you know, it turns them on. They when they want to be with you, you know, maybe sexually and on some levels romantically for some people. I think the trouble comes because we don't have any models for people 
no, we have models. We also we don't have enough models of what it's like to date somebody who does this kind of work, right? We understand that people are like in open relationships and polyamorous relationships, all those type of things. But I think sometimes for people, it's kind of easier because sometimes those are more private. Whereas what I'm doing is like out there and public, and then you have to acknowledge it. One of the great obstacles that I encounter, especially, uh, you know, because I, I, I tend to date other people in sex work. And it is one thing to date and be an escort, and maybe some people know, but it's kind of like people don't know what you do or anything like that. And my partners, who usually are also involved in sex work, I think that's okay. But as soon as I started doing like porn, it became another thing. Like it, it, it was like, you know, here you are doing this in people's face, people are seeing you do it, and they know, like, me and you are dating, like, how do I respond to that? And I think that's that's hard for a lot of people, even other people involved in sex work, because, one, because people expect, well, there's an idea, like, people, as, as people being personal property, so you have exclusive right to, people, to, to somebody's value once you're dating, and, like, being involved in sex work challenges that, like, you know, here I am, sleeping with other people and you have no plausible deniability like you see it because everyone else sees it and people expect you to account for that like why why is your partner doing this so i always find myself in a position where i have to one like walk on eggshells because anytime you're involved in sex work you always feel like you're walking extra because oh because even when you're escorting it's still not like a walk in the park like people don't see it because you still have these levels of things you know, like I think about one example, like I tend to date like black trans women almost exclusively. And if I have a client who's also a black trans woman, like my girlfriend is like, oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. So, you know, it, it you have to establish those boundaries. But when you start doing things publicly and, and people know more and more, then there comes all that outside pressure. I tweeted about this the other day, but when you start dating somebody, it's like, you know, I have to warn them like, yo... There's going to be these anonymous accounts. There's going to be these accounts that just like, they're going to come at you and they're going to be like, why you let him do this? Or this is okay for you. You don't feel such and such. And especially the way the type of sex I like to have, uh, you know, condomless sex in my films. One, because that's what I want to see. And two, because more enjoyable. Sometimes already in, <laughs> already in situations where you're like, hmm, some other situation, I would not be sleeping with you. So it's like, at least let me have some type of fun. I think what we need, like as people involved in sex work, even when we're dating each other, is we need to start to imagine other ways of being with people. Other ways of being with people that doesn't subscribe to these ideas of people being personal property, of sex inherently having these meanings beyond what we give them when when we're having them, beyond sex becoming like this very intimate lake because I have lots of sex. Even on my free time, it's like anonymous sex. <laughs> it has no, <laughs> there's no link for me. And that's the part I like sometimes. Because oftentimes you start dating and it's like, well, we're just going to take this, this very traditional way of dating and apply it to our situation and then expect it to work. When that model is not inclusive of, of people who do this work, right? When that model is framed around these ideas of sex happening here and not there and being used for this and not that, especially. For money, so I, I so I think it, it's important to have those conversations early on. I say that 
because I'm trying to work out how do I do it because I don't know how to do it because even in my longest relationship, it was like, okay. And like, I've seen my partners like doing their work. And like, for me, I'm okay. It turns around a little bit. (laughs) So it's like, I'm okay seeing my partners do that. But like on the other side, it's like, no, like I can't see it. I don't want to acknowledge it. And like, I don't think we can be together because you're doing this type of work. So I'm saying all these things and trying to figure out as I'm talking. So this is, this is, I guess, more for me than it is for anybody else. Trying to figure out how to make it work. And I think some people like to ask me this question like, oh, it's because, do you think it doesn't work because you're fetishized? Maybe. I think it depends what you mean by fetish. Because I, I think that's a word that's often overused and just used for any general attraction throw around the word fetish. And I think even in these places where we like to think about sex and like these progressive ways we use fetish to still police sex and still to direct sex in certain ways. And so I don't know what people mean exactly. Also, I don't know if fetish becomes so encompassing of, of like who we are that you can't have a fetish for me but not be able to engage with me that's just me that's how I feel because somebody who does sex work I feel like I deal in fetishes right and you know I have multiple ways of, of interacting with them myself uh so I don't know so, so people always approach me like oh do you think it's fetishes and like if we stop people from having fetishes around like people involved in sex work would it make it would my other dating situations work better I don't think they would that's just my standpoint could be wrong could be completely wrong that's a footnote somewhere (laughs) as a a footnote at the bottom like it could be completely wrong just take it as it is but dating still has its challenges like one thing that's been really hard for me is when people only like tolerate what you do it's like what do you do in situations where it's like you may have an sti you know because then it's like they become people well, so I've been on the other side, right? I've been on the other side where, like, I had a partner involved in sex work and has given me an STI, or they thought they'd given me an STI. Me, personally, it's like, okay, cool. Like, you know, that may happen. No matter how many times you use condoms, you know, all STIs just aren't preventable from the uses of the condoms. Let's, and we need to talk about STIs more because if you're on <laughs> if you're on any social media, you, you would swear that nobody ever has an STI, ever people posting their test results all the time i'm like hmm, that's funny <laughs> so who are these people with scis but i know for me it's always been very anxiety inducing to you know do the work i do and then like potentially have an sci and because you're already working on eggshells about what you do and because we don't we don't have enough conversation about stis and like just being a part of sex like it's stis are like you know like some moral failing like you did something wrong, you did something, you know, that you shouldn't have been doing when that's not the case. And so because it's like not this atmosphere, when you're this atmosphere of like acknowledging what you do, acknowledging how you do it, and acknowledging that there's the other things that come with it, for me it's always been it's always been really hard because if I'm scared to do my job or whatever I want to call it, job, hustle, whatever, then my income always had to suffer for it because now I'm like, mm, I don't know if I want to if I want to do this <laughs> because I have to think about this other person. The other person is going to feel this type of way, and you know, and especially for me because I overthink everything. I overthink every single thing. You name it, I'm gonna think about it fifteen hundred times. But something like that, then now some situation where it's like I'm expected to you know maintain erection. I can't because now I'm thinking about like <laughs> you know thinking about my girlfriend somewhere being like you know this that and the third, you know. Because it's only tolerated and not like, oh, okay, 
you know, this is what you do, and we acknowledge it like as, as I work and stuff like that. And so why am I saying all this? I, I guess before, because like I said, just trying to work it out for myself, especially as I want to progress, right? Especially as I'm in this space of wanting to do more porn stuff. Wanting to do, a, at some point, some studio stuff, but, you know, just for exposure, uh, mostly. You know, I have to wrestle with that more and more that it may not have this impact on my life, like financially or anything like that. It does come with all these other things, like impacting your dating life. And for me, as somebody who, like, I'm a relationship person, right? Like, I'm always... I'm always dating somebody. <laughs> always dating somebody. But then it's like, what do you do? And so that's an important question for me to to ask myself, how do I navigate this? And so like, I guess just to recap, like for me, it's about talking about what I do and allowing it to be normal for myself. Because like I've been in relationships where it was, it was like, I'm on the other side. I'm like, you know, how is work? How is clients? Stuff like that. And it's like, well, we don't really want to talk about it. But for me, I'm like, this is me personally. For me personally, I feel like it's, I feel like it's better for me to talk about like, yo, I had this client and it was like really like irking me because, oh, because you need that outlet. You need, I, oh my God. Sometimes at the end, as soon as the end of the day, if, if you saw like, uh, you know, two, three, four clients, that's a busy day, four clients, that's a good amount of money too. <laughs> Maybe they were all cool, but maybe you had that one. I remember one particular client who was a challenge for me because it was during the summer when the Black Lives Matter protests, you know, were all over the country. And here comes your client keep, and keeps asking you, like, did you see a riot? Did you see a riot? And I'm like, I keep saying, like, protest, protest. And then it's like, you're working my nerves. <laughs> you're working my nerves. And so, like, after that, it's like, I just want to talk about it with somebody like, Yo, this person has really like annoyed the shit out of me. Then you know, of course, that's that's one of the lighter situations. There are situations that get a little bit darker, and and you need to talk about that. So in my relationships, you know, I need to be able to talk about it because I need I need it to be I need it to be normal because I need space. I need that support. I, I want more people to have that too. More people involved, in especially as more people get involved in it now. You know, people need that. I was just thinking about it the other day. The fact that, like, so many content creators, you know, suffer from depression because they don't have that outlet. Even when they're with somebody else, even if they're with another content creator, you know, who they did content with, what they're doing comes with so much drama. And you need spaces with the people around you, especially, especially I think, for men, because so many of us do it, but so many of us do it in isolation. That goes down to everything. Like, I think, especially for black men, I'll see Fish over here with whole shout-out circles, <laughs> you know? There's a whole group me for Fish, like, shouting each other out, and you try to get a bunch of black men. I'm like, hey, let's start a shout-out circle and do it. And they're like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. So I think for a lot of us, it's like, in those relationships, those become important. And, of course, I think it's important to find, like, other outlets to to t- to talk about what you you know, what you're going through. But that's hard. That is, that is hard. You don't, you know, you just don't have a bunch of, a bunch of friends sometimes where it's like, hey, this is what's happening with me. I know in my case, I mean, I'm kind of like antisocial, but I know in my case, like I, I may know other content creator friends, but I don't know too many people who do escorting, even though it's not something I, I do anymore. But when I was, it was like, who can understand this experience? Who can, who can understand that? And, um, a lot of times I know it's like not a lot of people, not a lot of people, or they do a part-time. But I think ultimately for the foreseeable future will always be a difficult thing. One, because dating is hard. People are awful. That's just a fact of life. People are just awful. But primarily, I touched on this earlier, there just is that framework that allows for people involved in sex work to like have love like that. 
don't get me wrong, they're like, you know, you'll find some people doing it. You know, I was looking at Keiki, if y'all know who Keiki is, uh, she used to do porn. She just got married. So, you know, you'll find that. Oh, no, but then Keiki stopped doing porn. I don't know if she stopped doing porn because she got married, but probably. And that puts you in a situation because, oh, my God, I just thought about this. So this guy asked me for my number. You know, he said he had a crush on me for a while. I'm like, you know, let me entertain it. And it's like in the first conversation, he's like, if I want to get to know you, are you going to stop doing what you're doing? And I'm like, boo, am I going to stop doing what I'm doing? Are you going to feed me? Are you going to feed me? First of all, we just met. And yeah, you fine, but you ain't that fine. And if you're going to say something like that, you're going to have to like come out your pocket a little bit. You're going to have to be like, hey, you know, here's 100000 I want to fuck with you. So I'll be like, oh, you know what? I'm here to be fucked with. I'm here to be fucked with. But if you just like, oh, stop doing what you're doing, so that way I could be with you, so sacrifice my livelihood to be with you, random nigga. How that sound to you? What if I just came up to you and was like, hey, I know you're an accountant, but stop being an accountant because I don't like all that tax funny shit that you be doing, and I want you to be with me. You wouldn't say that to anybody else. I mean, you know, sex work is a, is a, is a different thing, but and that's just ridiculous. That was bold. That was bold. Oh. Old Caprio B. Uh, <laughs> so that's that's what it looks like. Right? Like that, like that right there is a primary example of of like how most conversations happen. Like, hey, I know you do this. I want you to stop. And it's like, I can't stop. <laughs> I can't stop. Won't stop. Rockefeller Records. <laughs> but I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful because like so many people are, you know, with OnlyFans. You know, you have a lot of criticisms about OnlyFans. So many people are involved in sex work in this more open way that maybe we'll start to have those conversations more. Additionally, not only are more people doing sex work in this open way, more people are identifying as people involved in sex work. And so that's kind of exciting, right? Because then we, we get to have these conversations more. We get to have these conversations in public. Just talking about this happened because I, I saw so many people talking about, you know, dating and like, why do people want to like, you know, fuck, but they don't want to date me or, you know, people find out I do videos and they don't want to date me anymore. And that's, that's refreshing to me. That That's exciting because I think it opens up more possibilities and, and it challenges us to imagine different. Because like I said, I think, I think it all comes to like models. We need, we need new models and we need, we need to be creating them, creating them and, and holding them up when, they, when they're there. I think for people who aren't involved, we need to stop it. Not we, because I'm on my business. <laughs> but for people who aren't involved, need to, you know, not, not feel the need to, to police those type of relationships. Like, I, I can't, can't believe, like, anytime, anytime I date a girl, anytime. It's like at some point, this random account will pop up. This random account will then start sending their screenshots and be like, this yo man, this yo man. And that becomes really hard on their relationship. Anyway, that's my spiel. You know, hopefully it gives somebody something to think about. It's just not, like I said, it's just something I'm thinking about as I go through this, as I, be, as I you know, start trying to make a splash somewhere. Yeah, because, you know, when you hear other people going through it, you, you know, it's like at least somebody else, like, understands. So I hope you get something out of this. Who knows? Like I said, I'm not an expert. There's many narratives. There is many people doing stuff. For all I know, there's, like, a dating service for people involved in sex work. Oh, my God, what if I start that? Maybe that's a thing. All right, hold that thought. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's it. I will see y'all next week. Make sure you like subscribe it's greatly appreciated and i will see you next week bye